take miniature steps, keep progressing and keep building because it's always gonna lead you to a better place. Hey, it's JP. Hi, it's Excel. And you're listening to Terry Shower on the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. I have with me today, Daniel Martinez, who has done all sorts of things before settling on real estate. So Daniel, why don't you take us through the lightning tour of what brought you to be where you are? Sure, sure. So uh, I'll keep it short and sweet, but uh, for everybody here, truck driver. So I used, to, I used to load trucks, truck driver, started my trucking company, then got into real estate, then got into software and data, and now I am a software data real estate investor from truck driving. <laughs> okay, all right. That's it in a nutshell. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to have to like open the nutshell. So tell me, how do you go from truck driving to real estate? Because I think that's the first jump. Truck driving to real estate. So I actually drove for two years for a company. Uh, it was really a lot of time consuming. I don't like being away from home. Started a trucking company because I knew I wanted to do the entrepreneur thing. So since I had a CDL, I started a trucking company. Uh, I did that for two years. So I was I had a CDL for four years driving trucks. The trucking company is really, really expensive. So I didn't know nothing about business. And businesses, you have an operating cost. And in trucking, your operating cost is like 95%. So when you make a dollar and you spend 95 cents of it to run the business, you're not really profitable. So I was pivoting into other things. And when I was truck driving, what do you have? Well, truckers have a lot of, have a lot of time to just driving. So I actually am a product of podcasting, which is why I get back to the community of podcasting in general, because I used to listen to a lot of podcasts on YouTube at that time. And that's where I learned a lot of my entrepreneurial real estate and all that stuff was through podcasting. But so then, okay, so you've got this, you're not just a trucker, you got a trucking company, which it sounds like the profit margins are pretty low. So I assume you're then looking for something to do where your work pays a little bit more, you get a bit bit more dollars for the time that you put in. And right. what happens? You like start looking for a first property, you start doing real estate networking, like what happened? So, I mean, it's always, you always go down to like, I could be an agent, everybody's a successful agents out there. And then you learn about investor side and then you kind of learn about wholesale. If you go down the rabbit hole deep enough, you kind of find where you fit in because some people, they go straight in and like, oh, I'm being an agent. And that's what they are. I kind of like, I didn't want to do the agent thing because I didn't want to really show houses 24 seven. So I'm like, okay, let's do this. So I learned about wholesale, wholesaling land, wholesaling houses. And uh, that's how I fell into wholesaling, which I did my first property while I still had my trucking company. I, I did my first deal while I was still doing my trucking company thing. And it was just, it was a necessity to pivot because I had to, because I wasn't making any money <laughs> doing other stuff. But yeah, trucking and like I, and the trucking thing for all the truck drivers out there, I always talk. I always talk about that as the background because there's a lot of blue collar workers out there that want to do real estate. And I'm a truck driver. I, I, I did that for four years. I operated my own trucking company. So hopefully that inspires you that there's a way out there, and it's not through trucking because trucking can be time intensive and spinning your wheels literally. You know what? It's actually funny. I have like a, we have a family friend who's a truck driver. So I'm going to make sure that this episode goes out to him. <laughs> so um, I have a quick little fact about trucking companies real quick. So most of the publicly traded trucking companies out there, their profit margins are usually 3% or less. Billion dollar companies operate, say, operate on a profit margin of 3% or less. So if you're thinking about going into trucking, now you know. 
Okay. Yeah. That's, it's actually funny because I had a property management or I still have a property management business and our margins are also super small. And it's the kind of thing that you don't realize when you get in is that like, you know, depending what you do, like that, the, you know, you might be billing a whole lot, but it's not because you're billing a lot that you're making a lot of money necessarily. So I think that's a, you know, interesting fact. So you then you're wholesaling do you actually purchase any properties yourself or you then pivot to software? Uh, strictly wholesaling. I mean, even now we still wholesale. We're trying to pick up more properties now to keep. And that's what we're doing now. But when you're starting out in this business, you got to get your money up. So we're still we're still wholesaling out everything. And it, right now with the market in the way it is, we're, we're, I don't want to keep anything right now anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, just to, so that our audience knows, whereabouts are you located? Uh, I live in California. I grew up outside Chicago. I lived in Atlanta for six years and I've been in California for two. Until your uh, wholesaling business is in California? No, uh, we operate in Texas, 100%. And I'm, I'm working on a storage deal in Atlanta. <laughs> okay, great. It's, it's amazing. Like we're in, in Canada, I think people have a tendency much more to like work in our local markets, but like the US is just so big and you guys have this like the luxury of being able to work in, in pretty far from places. So that's cool. Yeah, the de definitely not held down to one place. And that's yeah. the beauty about business too. If, once you have like a virtual business like real estate or software, you can run it from anywhere. So, okay. So now you've been doing wholesaling for a while. How does that turn into software? So it was out of, it's out of necessity. Everything's out of necessity. Like everybody's like, how'd you do this? And like kind of fall into it. So like everybody that does in the U.S. especially, they... They all use Podio. I'm sure you've heard of Podio. Everybody uses Podio in the U.S. or some fast, some form of that. So Podio is your CRM to contract and follow leads. So most people that start real estate or in this business in general, they're using spreadsheets and paper, and it just gets like a hairy, jumbled mess of everything, context. Because if you're talking to – in wholesale, you're trying to talk to as many sellers as possible, so you can't keep track of that many people efficiently. It's just impossible. So going down the path – Podio is the thing that most Americans use. It's been around for 30 years. It's really archaic and I hated it. So I'm trying to use this thing to do more real estate. Terrible experience. And I came across the opportunity to start a software company. I'm like, this is the best thing I've seen. And this is the best thing I can utilize and help people use this thing that, that's already out there to help more businesses. So kind of have the ability to uh, manipulate and, and fluctuate the software itself to make it your own and then you can sell it as your own. So that's what we did. I use the software for a lot of different things and like the backbone of every business is a CRM because you always have to, no matter what business you're in, you always have to do marketing to get more clients and you always have to have a process SOPs to convert those clients into sales and then those sales to get reviews and reviews to get more clients. So it's like a whole process of a CRM that what it does, that's what it does. So we use the system for everything. So I, I use HiveMind for podcasting. I use HiveMind for my data business. I use HiveMind to manage my own clients. So now, and we use HiveMind to do real estate too. So now it's like one of those things where like all the businesses is a, is a system of processes that can be automated. That's all the businesses. So once you have that system down, you can do anything you want. Okay. So let's back the truck up. <laughs> and so maybe you can tell me for, so our audience is mostly like investors, like that are just sure. starting out. Okay. And so, sure. you know, people do a lot of like direct mailing or like maybe they're still knocking on doors. Why do I need a CRM and where am I going to input my data from? 
Sure. So to answer your first question is, if you're just starting out in real estate, you need to talk to as many people as possible. And the reason why is because it takes seven to 12 contacts to get a contract in general to buy a property. So what does that mean? Direct mail, you need to send, if you're sending a postcard a month, you need to send seven postcards. You might get a deal in six months or less, give or take, or it might take a year, depending on the person's situation. So real estate's all about timing. So you need to stay front of mind, top of mind, and use different forms of contact. So what do you use for marketing? Well, there's a tons of ways to do marketing. So how do you market? Direct mail, you mentioned that first. I'm going to mention that first. Cold calling. Our system comes with a phone system, dialer, texting, emailing, and websites. So anything, any, and those are like the main key points that people mar- do marketing, and they use one of those fashions to do marketing. So let's say you have a po- use this as direct mail. A lot of people use direct mail. What's on your direct mail piece? Hopefully a phone number that has call tracking, and hopefully a website because people might want to see who you are and what your business is about before they even call you. So what's, how can they help you with a CRM? So what's on your website? Intake form, a phone number, a text number. Um, you might have a form on there. All that can be automated in HiveMind if you're doing direct mail. So when, when you send out your direct mail piece, people call in, you have call tracking. You might have a missed call text feature where you can gauge that customer before you even speak to them. So you can put them on automation. So what does that look like? Mr. Seller gets a postcard wants to buy one to the Main Street. Well, Mr. Seller calls the number, hey, this is so-and-so home buyers. We're looking to buy property in this specific county. If you receive the letter in the mail, what type of property do you have? And kind of gauge them on automation. And you can even like, hey, I'm on the call with another customer. Can you give me a call? Can you show me your property details on, or what situation we're trying to help with your property? And you can kind of really put people through a funnel versus just answering every call. Wow, oh, that uh, sounds pretty powerful. And so like, where does the data come from? Like, where do people get their leads from typically? Great question. So it depends on the marketing strategy and marketing technique. So if you're pulling direct mail, one of my other companies is a data company. So we have owner property owners. If you're marketing to people in the US, every property is listed somewhere online that you can pull it. The benefit is, is that you just know who the owner is and their mailing address. You can use a skip tracing company to get their phone number and email of possible numbers that could be them. And then you just text, call, direct mail, do whatever marketing technique you're gonna do. You can even upload that list to Facebook and do Facebook ads to them. There's a lot of different ways to market, whether you're doing bandit signs, direct mail, texting, emailing. I mean, there's a million ways to do it, but the best way to coordinate all that is through a CRM. Mm-hmm. Okay. To measure points of contact. That's, uh, again, like very powerful for somebody who doesn't do like a lot of data crunching. I didn't even know all this stuff existed. Do you know if there's any functionalities outside of the U.S. or is this like only kind of a U.S. system? No, well, we do have functionalities with uh, other U.S. or people that work to operate out of the country. So like uh, I have clients in four different countries that use our software. Maybe in I, we do have Canadians that use our software. I don't know if they use it in Canada or if they use it in the U.S. We do have out-of-state, out-of-country investors that use it in the U.S. in general. As long as you're a U.S. citizen with LLC, you can operate in the U.S. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just the basic. And you got to get the information and start practicing. That's all it is. But um, we do that. We do service clients, and you can start doing marketing in other countries. Our phone system. We use a phone system called Twilio, which is a publicly traded company. They have uh, the ability to operate in 20 different countries. So you wow. can get phone in Canada. You can get phone in Mexico. There's a whole list. Wow. 
pipeline. And so like how much do you, what's a typical cost for a lead? Like if I want to have, you know, I want to canvas a specific area or something, like how much am I paying for my leads? It depends. Every, I mean, everything depends because it depends on your marketing technique. So if you do direct mail, the direct mail piece in the U.S. costs about 50 cents a piece. Seven, seven times, seven points of contact, you're going to spend 350 per lead. I mean, $350 per contact. If you're, text, if you're mailing 500 people, that's going to cost you 1500 a month for seven pieces across six months. From there, who knows what? It's all timing-based, too, as well. So people might put your postcard on the fridge and leave it there for six months and then call you. You never know. So it depends on your marketing lead. So direct mail is a little bit more of a pricey one. We've had clients use email, which is pretty much free to get contracts. So there's a big time investor here out of North Carolina. He calls it the conveyor belt. So the, what the lead conveyor belt means is that you put leads down a certain process that's the cheapest. So that way you can squeeze out the leads out of that whole list at a time based off of each contact method because people like being reached out through different contact methods. Me, if you call me, I will not answer the phone. I respond through email and text. But you, you might respond through a call. You might answer every phone call. So other people, and there's, there's older people that look at every piece of mail. They open every piece of mail, they dissect it, and they do everything like that. So people, like depending on their age group and their personality, like being contacted by the way like being contacted. So if you use multiple points of contact to reach that person, you're going to get people that convert through each point of contact. And that's how you kind of squeeze your list versus just doing direct mail with it or just doing texting with it. Like I have clients that come to me like, oh, I texted this list and I only got one deal off of it. I'm like, well, did you cold call it? Well, no. Well, did you email it? Of course not. No. Well, why would I do that? Did you direct mail it? No, I didn't do that either. Well, you're not squeezing all potential opportunity out of that one list. If you're being highly specific to a targeted list, you want to hit it from multiple points of contact from different forms. Wow. And so do you want to maybe take me through like a typical sales funnel? Like, you know, okay, Daniel, I want to work with you. I want to like look at, you know, somewhere in Alabama, some like small town Alabama, like let's work on this particular town there. What do I, what is it? Okay. Set me up with your system. What does that look like? So first of all, it's going to be how you marketing. Like if you're like, we work with a lot of people that, that want to be locally based. So you want to get, you want to be really specific. So if you're working in Birmingham, Alabama, and you only want to be in Birmingham, there's a lot of things you can do. You can get where you get your where you get your data. You can go to the county, get your data, pull it straight from there. You can get your tax list, water list, tax delinquent list, tired landlord list. You can get the court list. You can get the um, people that go to jail list. Like there's all there's a million lists out there that you can use and combine to be specific in that one that one county in Birmingham, Alabama, right? Then you can email it, text it, call it. You can even do Google ads. We have clients that they, they're on Google, Google My Business, all that stuff. They're using SEO to be established in Birmingham, Alabama, and that's how they're getting leads. If you establish a presence online, you can get free traffic, free organic leads. If people find you online, they're more you're a more credible source than people blind texting people. So it's one of those things where like there's a million different strategies out there and you can use any version of those strategies with hive mind and it's just some people use a combination of one thing. I have a client right now, all he does is texting, no cold calling, no direct mail, no nothing. He texts like three to five thousand people a month and he's doing like 10 contracts a month. Well, how does he do that? He has a really specific list that he targets that's really specific. Yes, you can be bulk and do 
hit the whole county. But if you're really specific, your, your KPIs are going to shrink and you have to do less of that action to produce deals. So for him, he's getting really good results with texting and he's really getting good results with his list that he pulls to be extra specific. Okay. And then what does the sales funnel look like? Because you're, you have these different points of contact, then what's the objective? The objective is to generate someone either calling in on the phone or sending an email. And then what happens? They, we, the whole, all of our outreach is to get them to respond. We're trying to have a conversation. And as soon as we have a conversation, we're trying to get them on the phone. So if somebody responds to an email, you're always going to get the quickest answer when you speak to them in person. So no matter what form of contact we spoke to them, we're always trying to get them on the phone. So if we send out an email and a text, when's your, uh, you, we're always like, hey, are you looking to sell your property? Yes, I am. When are you available to speak on the phone? We send it through text or email. We're always trying to get them on the phone because we can always gauge and qualify the seller even more to see if they're a qualified seller at a good price point or refer to an agent. Like we can dispo, we can disposition those leads, whether they're a contract, a referral to a broker or an agent. Like we can just boom, 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 siphon out those leads when we try and get the seller on the phone. So it's always trying to get some outbound, 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 feedback, feedback, and then try and put that lead wherever it needs to go based on whatever their responses are. And you can automate that. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's, it sounds like a really good system. What is unique about you guys, right? Like you had, you said you had complaints about Podio, right? Like what makes you guys different? The, the one thing about, I, I think is I, we really try and hone in on is customer service. Uh, a lot of, there's a lot of softwares out there that they just kind of like, here's this thing that works possibly if you know how to use it. <laughs> and they'll kind of like, Shoo, go away, figure it out. Like there's people in there. Like I literally talked to a client about two weeks ago, came in, never, I never spoke to him ever. Like he's a techie person, figure it out. And you don't have to be super techie to use our system. It's just one of those things where like super techie people just pick it up quickly. Came in, he's been using our system for like six months. We did a podcast with him. He made $200,000 in a month using our system. Like it's one of those, I never spoke to him till that podcast. And it's one of those things where like, People that if you need help, raise your hand. If you don't, raise your hand if you need help at any point. It's one of those things where like, if you don't tell us you have a problem, I don't know you have a problem. So if you if you voice your concerns and we'll try and we'll try and resolve it. And we really get on our customers. We usually get with everybody within the same day. And we use Hive Mind to do it. So if you have any customer service issues, you can just text us. So that's how we that's how we manage all our clients. So I have over three hundred clients. If they have any issues or concerns, they just text me. And my, my team will follow up with them and resolve any issues or concerns that they have. Because, like, there's, like, the system can, and like I said, for all the people, like, that sounds complicated. I literally had a client, like I said, I have a lot of these client stories because I have a lot of clients all over the place. And I have different varying levels of experience on this stuff. So I call them the Neanderthal because the Neanderthal, they don't know how to use any technology. So he's, he's, he's one of my podcast hosts, too, so I, I, tell, I make fun of him all the time. But... He literally is like, I, I want to use the system, but I just want to use it for texting because texting is one of those things where like the right, there's regulation coming up to make a change, but it's really powerful because you can essentially reach thousands of people with a few clicks. In what place can you do that very cheaply? So he's like, I want to learn how to use texting and that's all I want to do. So I showed him how to use texting. He watched the training videos and all that stuff. He already knew how to do real estate. He just kind of learned the system. So I, he picked up a contract in four days using the system. And six months later, that's all he uses is still the texting system in the basic form. And he that's all he does. Multiple contracts per month, 
just using texting, and that's all it uses in the system. So basically, that's hope for those of us who are less technologically minded. <laughs> if, if, if you just need that one thing, focus on that one thing, learn how to use it and be proficient in it, and just let everything else go, and don't get overwhelmed by all the all the distractions that, oh, this thing could do so much more because there's people that can handle that and be able to build out that so much more thing that it can do, but you might not be that person. So you have to hire that person or be that person or partner with that person. So mm-hmm. there's uh, there's two different people. There's the visionary and the integrator. If you're not an integrator and that's not your thing, just learn the basics and do what you do. So well, let's zoom out from the CRM for a minute and like, what strikes me as amazing is it like you have the vocabulary for this so down that for me, I've never used a system like this. You know, you kind of make it, put it into words that I can understand. So how do you go from having a trucking company to then wholesaling to then doing this? And like, really, it looks like you've, you know, mastered this particular domain of expertise. Like what's your mindset or what's your superpower that allows you to do this? I've always been, so this is a funny story. So when I was taking the test to become a truck driver, my trainer looked at me and he's like, what are you doing here? You're not a truck driver. I'm like, dude, I'm here to take the test. Take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> but it was one of those things where like he, the truck driver trainer that deals with truck drivers 24 seven, he's like, dude, you don't belong here. <laughs> and for me, it was just, it was, I, I, I didn't have any direction. And like I said, like everybody else out there, like you, you know, you need to pay bills. So you get a job and you kind of go down that path and then opportunity presents itself and you kind of opportunity to make more money. And I was a truck driving. So I kind of went down that path and I knew I was going somewhere else. So it was just the path I took to get where I was going. And like I said, a lot of, a lot of people, they, they're looking for opportunity, but the problem is, is that the job takes the best time from you. So you can't actually see the opportunity in front of you. So once you once you're able to leave the job, opportunity presents itself in different ways, and you just kind of take your path. Like people ask me, like, "What are you doing in five years?" I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I'll still be doing this or something else. I have no idea. It's one of those things where like I'm just following the path of progression, and I know this is the path I'm meant to be on because like a lot of people are like, "Oh, what's your why?" And like, oh, it's, "It's your family and freedom and all that stuff." But I didn't know. You also have to have like a, a personal why and a business why. And my personal why is family freedom and having the time and availability to do whatever you want. But your business why is I didn't know what it was till one of my clients hit six figures in a month. And I'm like, holy crap. Because now I'm with my product and service, I'm helping people affect clients, his personal people that work with him, his his clients, and all you're affecting more change than you even, you can even fathom. And I'm now I'm like, Let's get more people to have six-figure months. We're now we're at twelve people that had over hundred k months, and we're now like we're now we're making millionaires. What's the next step? Like I don't know, make more millionaires. <laughs> and it, it, it's really kind of snowballed into this thing, and I'm like, this is fun. <laughs> I, I really enjoy what I do, and it's um, the message I do do through podcasting is really just trying to help more clients hit six figures. So if you're down with that, check check us out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I mean, we're coming up to, uh, you know, right about the, the end of the interview. So, I mean, and that was a pretty golden nugget. I don't know. Is there anything else that you want to share, you know, about your business or about uh, maybe something that people can put into action when they're done listening to this show? I, I would say you, you might not know the path you're going down, but just 
keep moving forward. I, I made a post in my group. I have a Facebook group. Go check out Hive Mind CRM on Facebook. But I made a post in my group. It was one of those things where like, as long as you're progressing, you're moving forward. If you haven't left the same space you're in as of as last year, you're, you're, there's no progression. You're, you're wasted two years because if you would have just moved forward little by little, you wasted a year by not taking action, but now you have a year to get to that same spot you would have been at by taking action. So now you're two years behind just by not doing something for one year. So take miniature steps, keep progressing and keep building because it's always going to lead you to a better place. And that's based off my post I made the other day. <laughs> and so what's the best way for people to connect with you if they want to learn more about what you do? Sure. So you can actually text me. This is automation. If you want to see how business automation works, you can text me at 210-972-1842. Just text the keyword course or Hive, H-I-V-E or C-O-U-R-C. Course is how to make six figures on one land deal. We did that. We worked on a deal for like nine months last year. We ended up netting 400000 on that. We literally showed you how we did that for a dollar. Text the keyword course. And then the other one is Hive, H-I-V-E. We do weekly tra- we do weekly calls talking about real estate, land, business, a lot of different stuff like that for free on Clubhouse. We were doing Zoom for a little bit, but I don't know, it varies. But whenever we change or add, add more times available that we do that, you'll be on that notification. And then our Facebook group, Hive Mind CRM. That's how to get a hold of me. But we do a lot of education, podcasting, YouTube, all that stuff's all there for free. We're trying to make a bigger impact than we know. That's it. You know, I just realized that I forgot to ask you something before. I saw uh, in your bio that you actually also do mastermind stuff. So do you want to just maybe tell us about that real quick? Yes. A lot, a lot of uh, what we do is the power of the network is, is insane. If you're doing real estate in the U.S. or want to do real estate in the U.S., networking with people that, that are doing the business just makes everything better because entrepreneurs is a very lonely road. But when you network with other entrepreneurs, they understand your pain because they bend down that path. And especially if they're going down the business or in the business path that you want to go down. So the reason why I say the mastermind is really important in our group is because you get to network with other people nationwide. So a lot of our clients have done transactions with each other through just our network of our group. And it's cool to see because now we're making connections. Like we we do an annual event. Our event's going to be in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida in August this year. But last year, we had uh, two clients, two of our clients that never met each other, met at our event, and now they're partners and they do deals in like 20 states right now. And it's really only been 11, been about 10 months since we did our event last year. So there's a lot of connections you can make by networking and masterminding with other like-minded individuals. And there's huge immense power in that. So if you're stuck, find a mentor, network with other people that, want, that are in this place you want to be, and that usually help you get to where you want to be in life. That's a great place to end the interview. Thank you for taking this time to chat with me today. Thank you for the great advice. And check out, audience, check out Hivemind to learn about the power of this CRM and Daniel's mastermind. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, remember to give us a rating, leave a comment, subscribe, and share. You can find Terry at terryshower.com. Her book, Mindful Landlord, is available on Amazon. You can also follow her on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. JP is the president of the Real Estate Investors Club. You can learn more about the club's networking and educational activities on Facebook by searching for Real Estate Investors Club. Look to the show notes to find information on our guests and links to material mentioned in the episode.